This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. This is a headgum podcast. I have to say what I feel. Miami has so much appeal. A great place to get a seafood meal. Miami. Miami, Miami. You've got style. Los Angeles, 2016. Welcome to Out on the Lanai, the only Golden Girls podcast you will ever need to listen to. I'm H. Allen Scott. And I'm Carrie Doherty. And this is a podcast where we watch an episode of The Golden Girls, and then we talk about it. Yes, and we just watched Season 3, Episode 24, Mr. Terrific, which aired on April 30th, 1988, and is the episode where Rose... Dates a crazy superhero. So weird. So weird. Um, so we should address the elephant in the room. Carrie. H. Allen, I gave him an elephant for... <laughs> for what? No reason. <laughs> no, just because I just gave because. you a just because elephant. Because you're calling me an elephant. I just went to a wedding yesterday, and I put on a suit for the first time in a year, and it did not fit. When was the last time you put it on and it did fit? A year ago. Okay. But it didn't fit in like it didn't fit around the waist or the thighs or the shoulders or the chest. So either I'm like gaining weight in all of those areas or like some of those areas are muscle. And then I wore male Spanx and I couldn't bend over during the entire wedding. <laughs> and there was this drone flying up overhand and I kept looking up and I have a backache now from I think the Spanx and the looking up at the drone. Um it was the wedding of former out on the Lanai guest. Jamie Lee. First Lovely. season, I think she was yeah, on. Yeah, I think the first season. Um, she's that's great. the most old man thing I've ever heard you say, that you were wearing Spanx and you hurt yourself from looking up at a drum. Oh my god, I was dancing. I was trying to dance, I will say, and I I could not move, like, I couldn't bend down, and so I just kept dancing, like, like side to side, like I moved like <laughs> I moved like like a toy that you know you know how those the the toys that like their body spins around in circles and like their legs and their top half is separate. That's what I yeah. was. That's what Aww. I was. That was me yesterday. And now all day today I've been sick. But no, the real elephant in the room. I only use that as a thing to because you gave me an elephant and I think you call me an elephant. Whatever is that <laughs> I um, we are not in the same room because. Our lives are fucking busy these next few weeks. <coughs> so busy. You can own it. You've been busy. I've been just home. Okay. I've been seen. busy. I yeah, and I am traveling for the next few weeks 
Uh, oh, I miss you already. I know. I know. I miss you too. It's, it was very strange. I have to say the, all of the noises that are required to do this podcast, meaning when I put a golden girls DVD in and I hear that, that opening theme music, that yeah, that thing that plays, I always only hear that sound at your house because I don't really watch my DVDs at home. I watch them when we do episodes. So it was very strange to be at my apartment sitting with Stan watching an episode of the Golden Girls and not you. It was very jarring. I didn't like it. Did it feel almost like you were having a golden affair? It did. It felt very much like I was having a golden affair. Wow, that's that's some Golden Girls fan fiction right there. But Golden here's affair. what I'll say. Stan sat and watched the episode with me and laughed at parts, and we talked about it. So oh, Stan. Stan, <laughs> Stan. How is Stan? I don't have a Stan in my life yet. Stan's doing great. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's doing great. This episode... You texted me before we started watching it because we had to watch it separately. It felt it was very upsetting for me to not be able to talk about things with you. I know. I took notes. I definitely took notes because I was like, I need to say this. I need to say this. Yeah. So, but you texted me as soon as we both finished watching this in our respective apartments um, with a very interesting observation about this episode. I forget what it was. What, what did I say? I said two things that I, oh, that I didn't a- like it. You said it was a parable for the Bernie Sanders campaign. It is. It is. Um, I, I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves because... I mean, gonna... spoiler alerts. People know what the episode's about. <laughs> That's true. Um, but I do think... I mean, like, we're not recapping The Walking Dead. God, that show is so good. I caught I... up on season six, by the way. You what? Uh, I caught up totally on season six, so we can discuss. Um, okay. Good. And anyone else on out in the internet world who wants to discuss... Because I want to know, I'm not going to drop any spoilers here, but I want to know who you think blank. I've been doing research. I think I know who it is. I think I do too. Um, But the reason why I think this is a parable for the Bernie Sanders campaign is because take Mr. Terrific. Mr. Terrific admired television superhero. Similarly, admired longtime progressive activist Bernie Sanders both reach a pivotal point in their careers where they are facing a moment that they have to step to the next place to be relevant and neither of them are being accepted Sanders electorally Mr. Terrific through ratings and so it takes you know a a revolution in Bernie's case it is voters some not voting for him, and that's why he's not doing well, but a revolution, and in Mr. Terrific's case, Rose. Rose is the revolution in this situation. And Rose believes in him, and so Rose says, no matter what happens, even if you, you, you don't have this job, you are still Mr. Terrific. And Bernie Sanders, even if you are not president, you are still Bernie Sanders. And that is why it is a parable for the Bernie Sanders campaign. All right. Don't you see that? I do see that. I actually thought just based on the trip that you were on recently you, you, where I don't well, know. If you yeah. So I, 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 I'm writing an article. It should come out soon um, for Vice about B- the Bernie Sanders following Bernie Sanders camp supporters in the last days of the primary and sort of talking to them about how they keep the burn alive. 
I'm just watching your face over Skype right now. I love it. Um, no, I think that's incredibly accurate comparison. I think you make a really good point. Uh, it's also very much in my head. So, like, I'm finding Bernie Sanders in everything. Sure, you're finding everything. Yeah. You're finding it everywhere. Um, that said, I will say, guys, can we give props to what a great... I hope everyone's going out and voting or have voted in the states that you live in. Carrie and I live here in California, and so we vote on June 7th. But... Mm-hmm. I hope everyone went out and voted Republican or Democrat. I know, at least I'm maybe speaking for you, Carrie, I don't know, but both of us are not voting for Republicans. Um, A doy. I think, I, think, I think maybe we can make an official announcement here that whoever you vote for, Bernie or Hillary, you have to vote for a Democrat, listeners. No, you don't, but you should. No, you don't. You should vote for whoever you want to vote for, but whoever we endorse, you believe and the in. the girls would endorse you voting for a Democrat. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they would. They don't um, All right, I have so much to say about this episode. Me too, um, man. Okay. I, first of all, I was, I mean, there are two sexual predators in this episode. <laughs> There are two sexual predators. We'll get to them, like active sexual predators. Um, but let's start off in the kitchen where the episode you know, starts. When I was a kid, can I say about sexual predators? When I was a kid. Sure. <laughs> I'm going to grab my glass of wine that I'm sipping from. I'm drinking coffee. See myself up for the story. Because <laughs> I have a long night ahead of me. Um, I, uh, I, when I was a kid and Michael Jackson, the rumors or the things about Michael Jackson coming out about molesting kids, um, I, I feel like maybe I said this on the podcast before, but I'll say it again. When I heard those, I actually thought, as an 11, 12-year-old kid, I wouldn't mind if Michael Jackson wanted to diddle me. Like, I mean, it's, he's Michael Jackson. You know what I mean? And then, for like a moment, I thought, because he only diddled like kids that were like disabled or sickly or whatever, that I would have to find a disabled or sickly child to then be diddled. <laughs> <laughs> so that then he would diddle me so that I could get some money out of it. Wait, why would you need a disabled... Well, tell me, what's that disabled, logic? Because the disabled kid is the entry, because that's what Michael Jackson was into. Oh. He, dis, he diddled disabled or, or, or handicapped children. And so, because of that... Did he? Yes. Is, is that, oh, yeah, okay. the, kid, the major kid who had the accusation had cancer, and he survived, but like he was really sick with cancer, and that's how... Michael wow. was able to be aware of him and his story or whatever, and he helped him out. And so I and I had cancer, so maybe I could have. But I was too old. Burnt. He wouldn't have liked me. Michael wouldn't have liked me. Um, but yeah, I, I <laughs> as a child, I thought I'd be okay with that sexual predator moment. Okay. Anyway, All right. Continue. I'm sorry. Yeah, you were attracted to him. No, <laughs> no, no, no. I was not. I was not attracted to Michael Jackson. It's just because I was attracted to the idea of being close to a famous person and thus becoming famous through that famous person. Wow. Okay. Using the diddle. Through the diddle. Through the diddle. I would be famous in lieu of the diddle. (laughs) We've been on some paths. All right. (laughs) So, so the episode opens with basically Sophia saying that, um, everyone in Hollywood has, um, Everyone in Hollywood has, um, uh, what did she say? They, they, they bat for the other team. I don't know. I, I missed the first few sentences. She's basically <laughs> saying like every, every female actor, every actress yes. has, has, has had, has had, had to rock that badge. Yes. Yeah. Um, but there's, so Blanche comes into the kitchen 
And this was such a great moment. Blanche comes into the kitchen and says, I need a new bed. My old one has fallen apart. And then Dorothy immediately puts, just shoves a cookie in Sophia's mouth, like knowing what she's going to (laughs) say. So that's Blanche's journey is her getting a new bed, which we don't even see the bed. We don't see the bed. We, this B story is just like, oh my God, all of the characters are involved in some way with Mr. Terrific. We need to like give Blanche something. (laughs) Yeah, it was so, I mean, I always like it when Blanche has like turmoil amongst herself, like she's so like torn about a decision or whatever. And and that was this whole episode was Blanche being torn about a decision, but she needs a new bed. Beds are Um, very expensive. Yeah, they can be very expensive. Um, And then, and I, I really fans, if you're listening, if you're have the time and you care to do this, I would love to see a super cut of every time Rose runs into a room and goes girls because. Oh my God. It would be like, it would, so much. it would be like there's this there's this really awesome video. We'll post it with this episode. It has nothing to do with this episode. Are you clipping your toenails? Just one. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it was bothering me. Was it that loud? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was. There was a little sharp part on the edge. I'm so sorry. Yes, life gets that way. Um, yeah. It's a Sunday night. I gotta this go to is work what tomorrow. Happens, I don't guys, know. when we are not together, we lose all sense of decorum. Um, uh, no, there's this really awesome video of some show that Shelley Duvall hosted in the 80s, uh, some story time show, whatever. But someone did a super. <laughs> At the beginning of each episode, Shelly Duvall has, like, some weird different outfit on, and she's fucking Shelly Duvall, so she's terrifying. And I feel like I've seen this. Yeah, you have. It's really easy. And I think the video is called, Hello, I'm Shelly Duvall. And it's, like, the entire video is every episode of her saying, Hello, I'm Shelly Duvall. Hello, I'm Shelly Duvall. Hello, I'm Shelly In her weird outfit? Yes, and even every outfit. I'm watching it as soon as we get off this. Sweet. I'm going to watch it as soon as we get off this. I'll talk um, to you. So, yeah. Anyway, guys, if you want to do a super cut. Um, girls. So, girls. girls. So, Rose comes in super excited. She just met Mr. Terrific at the mall. Um, he has a weekday children's show. Uh, and Rose has a date with him. Um, bow, chicka, wow, wow. I also can't tell in this episode if... Rose truly believes that he has magical superpowers. I think she does. I think she, I know, I know she does. And we'll get to it at the end, but I know she does. Okay. So she's has a date with a man whom she believes has magical powers, which is not out of the realm of like Rose worldness because she believes she still believes in like, you know, Santa and shit. Right. Right. Um, so so yeah, so Rose has a date with Mr. Terrific, and she's super excited about it. And the mic, mic. Oh, sorry, I'm hitting the mic. Um, there was a joke that uh, I thought it was going to go a different way, but it didn't. Where after Rose leaves, Dorothy turns to Blanche and she goes, "Can you imagine dating a man who wears a mask and a cape who you met at a shopping mall?" And I thought Blanche was going to make a comment about like, like, "Oh, honey, I've done it a hundred times." Like, hmm, whatever. But instead, she goes. I know, and he, she doesn't even know what kind of car he drives. <laughs> I wrote it down. She said doesn't, and I love it that she didn't say doesn't. She went, he does. She doesn't even know what kind of car he drives. And she did that thing where she sat back in the chair and was, like, kind of fingering, like, 
like almost like crunching her hair with yeah. the fingers. I love Do you it when think she does that, that she like maybe the way Blanche speaks was um like the 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 performers on RuPaul's Drag Race are just like appropriating or reappropriating the way Blanche speaks. I don't watch that show, so I wouldn't know. I don't either, but I'm just assuming like all drag queens kind of speak like Blanche. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Listeners, weigh in. Um, Tweet at us at Golden Girls Pod. <laughs> yes. Um, so a few nights later, Sophia's sitting in the living room knitting. Is there something. a Jack Kemp line? There's a Jack Kemp line somewhere, and I wrote it down to say something about it, but I forget where they said it now. Uh, oh, no, this was here. Yeah. So they make a thing of Jack Kemp. Guys, Jack Kemp ran for president in 1988, then he was vice president in 1996, and he ran with Dole, the guy with the pin. Um, and he was kind of a dick and a bit of an anti-Semite. But then in that same scene, he uh, Rose brings up Bozo. Did you watch Bozo as a child? Me? No. Oh, I, think- I watched Bozo every single morning before school they would throw that fucking ball in those in the little in the there's six things and the kids would line up and they would have to throw a ball and then they'd win a prize and bozo terrifying but terrifying oh i never watched do you know do you have a mental picture of who bozo is i know i know what he looks like yeah yeah terrifying i mean he's kind of on the level of like captain kangaroo and that like you know he would definitely diddle you Mm, yeah i never watched him i watched mr rogers i always felt very safe yeah, Mr. Rogers was legit. He wouldn't diddle anybody. No. He was covered in tattoos and I think was probably a sniper. Wait, Mr. Rogers? Yeah, I think he was, well, yeah, because he was, I think he was, he was in the the military. I think he had, like, sleeves. I think he had tattoos. He, he did maybe not. Maybe quite a bit in the Navy. He did not. I think he did. I think you're lying. I'm going to Google that. That's fine. You Google it. We are crawling through this episode. <laughs> keep going. Keep going. <laughs> I love it. Um, so uh, Blanche, and again, I'm so disappointed that we never saw Blanche's bed. I would have loved to have seen her bed go out. I would have loved to have seen the new one come in, but I don't know, I guess production. Um, so Sophia comes in, or Blanche comes in, and Sophia's like, yeah, they've been building your bed all day, tons of brass. And that's really all she says. She describes it as a lot of brass. And without even checking to make sure you know without even looking so blanche is just like oh sorry that's our dog um blanche is like um she already knows it's the wrong bed yeah she's like oh they oh they delivered the wrong bed but it's a good one i guess whatever it doesn't matter so then mr terrific shows up mr terrific this actor i let me google his name mr terrific did you notice that he yells Throughout the entire episode? Yeah, he did. But I think that was on purpose because he plays... I mean, A, he's a TV performer, and they all do that. And B, he, like, you know, is Mr. Terrific. So he's going to... To get his word out, he has to be the loudest. Wow, he's still alive. This is Bob, actor Bob Dishy. He was born in 1934. He was in The Wackness. Hmm. He was in Don Juan, Along Came Polly. I mean, he's been in the business a long time. Working at <laughs> um, oh, he actually, fun fact, um, he was in uh, the episode of All in the Family, uh, the episode titled Maud, which was sort of oh. the introduction episode uh, for B. Arthur for then to do the Maud spinoff. You so there's a history little- about that episode with, uh, with B. Arthur, and you guys can watch this in the, 
Academy of Television interviews that B. Arthur gave. But um, that episode, so B. Arthur was primarily a stage actress, musical theater actress, Fiddler on the Roof, you know, uh, as a gypsy. What's that movie? Anyway, um, anyway, she she was a theater actress, and she got you know she's doing some television work, but not much. And she got hired as like this guest star of All in the Family as this sort of like ultra liberal cousin of Edith or something, uh, Archie's wife on the show. And she comes to help out Edith, and she's like fiery against. It was just it was awesome television to watch. And apparently, when that episode aired, the the president of CBS who was watching at the time was like give that woman a show. And like, that's where it happened. Like, that's amazing. and that's where her television career started. Wow. That's, that, that is the, the power of the bee. Um, so Mr. Terrific shows up to pick up Dorothy for no, a date. Rose, I'm sorry Rose. to pick up Rose for a date. I was looking at Dorothy. Um, and he's in just a suit, but he's very loud man. And he has very wide eyes. He's very, He's a very intense person. There are people um, like that, though, that, like, sometimes I have to be like, why are you yelling? Yeah, he's just, he's a bit of a yeller. And he's got yeah. this, like, great Brooklyn accent. Yeah. Um, and so Dorothy comes home and out of nowhere is complaining because the only new job she couldn't find was at a day camp being the head of arts and crafts. Yeah. And Mr. Terrific's like, you know what? We need an adult consultant on my TV show uh, let me talk to you. Let me talk to my producer or whatever and see about getting you a gig. And she just seems so desperate for it. Guys, can I tell you, though, Carrie and I can attest to this. Listeners out there in the golden land, it is not that easy to break into television. <laughs> that's true. That's, that's not her goal. But, yes, this is true. Um so then we get to Mr. Terrific's show, and it is a very bright-colored set, mm-hmm. big rainbow. Yeah. Uh, a lot of rainbows in this episode, because in the next scene, Sophia's sitting in her pajamas, which is like a rainbow moo-moo, which I thought was very funny. A lot of rainbows. Yeah. His outfit, it is very incredible, ill-fitting. Yeah. It is. He's big. wearing tall red cowboy boots. Yes. I enjoy his sort of gelled Clark Kent hair. Yeah. But then that eye mask that he's wearing also, I just feel like it enhances his creepy wide eyes. His his outfit is so tight that... You think it's tight? I thought it was not tight. I thought it was like... It, it was... It didn't form to his <laughs> body in a way that I wanted Mr. Terrific to... But then again, Mr. Terrific, he's old. Like, they're just playing up how how like out of touch he is. Yeah, okay, yeah, it definitely had that effect on me. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely had that effect. It was, I could have, So, yeah. while he's there, and while they're there, like, there's all this sort of, like, you know, the producer of the show is this young dickhead who, like, is, you know, giving Mr. Terrific, like, so much shit for right. whatever. Mr. Terrific is, uh, you know, being entitled in a way because... Well, he's, he's been doing this for 22 for years. Yeah, exactly. But... The, so the producer, by the way, is played by an actor, Lonnie Price, who is in Dirty Dancing. He was the guy that, um, like, had a crush on Baby, but she sort of never was really into him. He was, like, fine. He was, like, the rich son of the owners of the country club or whatever. But because I was throw like, this oh, out I know to the golden from. world out there because I have a feeling, and I've thought this for years, women always bring up Dirty Dancing to me. And I don't, I, I've never given a fuck about Dirty Dancing. And, like... Yeah, I think gay dudes universally don't give a fuck about dirty dancing. 
Okay. Listeners, tweeted us at Golden Girls. Blog. Yeah. Are you a gay man? What do you think about Dirty Dancing? <laughs> that sounds like, that sounds like an article on BuzzFeed. <laughs> yeah. Like, what do you think about Dirty Dancing? Um, also, I have a huge... Okay. So, uh, Mr. Terrific's uh, puppet. Oh, yeah. It's called Colac, I think, which to me sounds like a weird laxative colon yeah. something. Um, I... I don't understand what type of animal it's supposed to be because it looks like a brown bear had sex mm. with a baseball glove because it has like five ears, like yeah. <laughs> like fingers and eyes and a snout. <laughs> if the glove don't fit, you better watch Mr. Terrific. But it doesn't. It doesn't look like they're trying to make it a, like a, a a creature that you're just like oh that's just like a weird alien creature it looks like it's brown it has a snout it looks like it's meant to be an animal and yet it has five ears yeah i know i mean it's from that planet whatever it was i forget the name of the it's planet it's just it's very strange so the producer um so Dorothy now is... She gave is, some suggestions. She wrote some suggestions, just very simple suggestions about things mm-hmm. that maybe could change on the show. Yes. And she's... So while they're doing the episode, um, she's sitting in a chair off to the side, kind of like just overlooking, just watching... The, not overlooking, just like watching the show. Yeah. Or whatever. Um, and... Uh, but then the producer comes over and insults her by saying, you know, you have some really modern ideas for a woman your age. And Dorothy kind of laughs and she's like, oh, uh, and he's like, no, I'm serious. You're old. And then walks away. And I'm like, you human piece of garbage. I feel like like she should slap you with an ageism suit. Well, that didn't exist in 1988. Um, but... I I mean, I'm sure it did, but no one would do anything about it. Uh, yeah, no, people, you were right. You texted me on, on I was going to say, on the phone. You texted me saying that how, how mean people were to Dorothy in this episode, and you're so right. They were so mean. People were so mean. So and then, mean. And then fucking Mr. Terrific yells at Rose for not wearing her, like, Mrs. Terrific. Yeah, Mr. What? Terrific is turning into a bit of an Ike Turner. Like, he basically did a Eat the Cake anime to Rose, and I was a little thrown back on that he told her to wear it and then storm like yelled at her to wear it stormed off and then rose and dorothy did not even (coughs) did not even discuss the fact that they had both been disrespected by two men yeah this you know this is such a i didn't think about this because i kind of don't like this episode but the timing of this episode is of us watching this episode is perfect because in a way what Dorothy and Rose should have done is they should have created an album like Lemonade in response to the shit they were getting from this man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they should have started their own show called, yeah. like... Lemonade. Like, called Lemonade, exactly. They think no further. Um, so now, in the next scene, we learn it's three weeks later. Blanche cannot sleep. She feels guilty every time she climbs into her bed, but now she can't return it because she slept it's it. been three weeks, which... Yeah. I feel like it's, you know, as soon as you get a bed set up, it's like, you know, when you drive a car off the lot, it's no longer considered new. Oh, yeah. You can't. Do you know the things that we discrete out of ourselves throughout the night? Like, no. You're discrete or secrete? Secrete. Thank you. <laughs> it's late. <laughs> um, it is. It's late. We've never done this this late. I know. Uh, yeah. Like, I mean, people, things come out of our bodies and you they don't want that bed back. No, no, she can't. But she's having a hard time sleeping, which... 
if I got a way nicer bed than my own for a steal and didn't have to pay a lot of money for it, I'd sleep just fine. Yeah. But, I mean, it shows you how nice of a person Blanche is, actually. I guess, but she spends so much time in her bed. Her initials are bed, B-E-D. I just, that's Blanche's sacred place. If she can get it, and, I mean, we all know the women are, like, greedy for, I mean, you know, they all love money. That's true, but who doesn't? Yeah, so. Not Bernie Sanders. That's true. That's true. We should bring every scene. We should somehow wrap it up, be able to bring it back to Bernie. Um, So at the end of the scene, Mr. Terrific fires into the girls, to the living room, fires in through the front door and says, they fired me and it's all her fault. And he points to Dorothy. That's the act break. Oh, and Dorothy is just, (laughs) when they come back from the act break, Dorothy is just like, I had suggestions, you know, that was it. Like I had no intention of getting you fired. Right. He should not be angry with her. It has, and again, this is just like women getting mad at Becky, mm-hmm. but bringing it back to Lemonade, women yep. being mad at Becky yep. versus Jay-Z, yep. man who, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like to the point where they're, they're leaving nasty comments on Rachel Ray's Instagram page because they can't Roy. even get Becky right. No, oh, they're right. doing yes. it to Rachel yeah. Ray. That was pretty funny. Yeah, they're doing it because people don't, you know, they see Rachel Roy and they go to Rachel Ray because they don't know any better. Um, yeah. But it's 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 like he's it's he's upset with Dorothy, yeah. but he, they were going to get, in, you know, they were looking for an opportunity to push him out and they used Dorothy as the scapegoat. Like, fuck you, Mr. Terrific. Yeah. You need to you need to blame it on that Weasley sniveling, you know, 30 year old producer. Yeah. Um, that said, in this scene, I love Dorothy's, like, white sweater with the two red stripes on it. It's very, like, it's very, um, like, it's it's like a college sweater. Yeah. Like, I wanted to see, like, a letter on it or something. Yeah, true. I like that. I love I that I sweater. Wear, I wish I could wear um, clothes. I mean, I okay. basically wear maternity wear. But. It's amazing. So, but he blames Dorothy. And, again, she's done nothing wrong. She apologizes. She said all... She, all she did was make a few suggestions, and he didn't like her ideas, and he didn't want to do them, so they fired him. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, Dorothy didn't get you fired. You got fired because you were told to do something. You didn't do it. And <laughs> because you're outdated. <coughs> Sorry. Trends have changed. We've moved on. Thank you, dot com. All right. So then we get um, – so then he says he was fired, but now we're, we get back to the Mr. Terrific show where a yeah. show is getting ready to start. And Dorothy goes to, to explain herself. Yes, she basically goes to the producer and she's like, look, and she tells Mr. Terrific, she was, or no, she says, I'm going to go down there. I'm going to try to get your job back. He gives her a phone number. He's like, here's where I'll be. Here's where you can call me. Yeah. And so Dorothy is, despite the fact that he's been an asshole to her, he blamed her. Dorothy's like, you know what? I'm going to try to fix this for you, even though it's not her responsibility. So then we get back to the Mr. Terrific show. This is the first instance um, where we uh, locate a sexual predator. Mm -hmm. So. There's a character on Mr. Terrific. It's a guy who I feel like they kind of got this from like the Pee Wee Herman show where, you know, Lawrence uh, Fishburne was Lawrence Fishburne who Uh played the the mailman, the mailman. Is that him? Uh Uh, He played the cowboy. He played the cowboy. He played the cowboy. Maybe also the mailman. I don't know, but I believe there was a mailman. Um, But anyway, so there's a character who plays Mr. Mailman and Mr. Police Officer. And there's like this funny thing about how he always screws up the days. (coughs) And, um, Dorothy says she found him in the ladies' room yeah. playing Mr. Nurse. This well, man. Yeah, yeah. This man is a sexual predator. Or 
maybe let's think of it in a different way since we have been so political and think possibly that he has gender dysphoria and may indeed feel that he is and is actually a woman and thus was using the restroom that he feels he is entitled to use. And thank God he isn't in North Carolina. But what was he doing in there playing Mrs. Nurse? Because maybe he is Mrs. She is Mrs. Nurse. Okay. I'll pause at that for a second. We're going to put a pin in that until the end of the episode. Um, Dorothy tells the producer she can get Mr. Terrific back. And then the producer goes, wait, I think I have a better idea. And then the scene ends and we all know where it's going. Oh yeah. We all know. So next we're at a diner. Mr. Terrific is sitting at the diner in front of, with his outfit on, with his full costume, his bright yellow, blue, red cape, boots, eyepiece. He's wearing it all. Even though he just got fired. Yeah. I'm like, why didn't you change out of it? Why? Well, you know, when you're feeling something, you commit to it and you go. I guess. Like, does he have to wear it from like nine to five? Um, Sometimes when I get home and I'm tired and I know I need to take off my clothes, but I don't because I'm tired. And so I just fall asleep in my clothes. I am the minute I walk through the door. Comfy pants right on bra off t-shirt comfy pants. But that's like most of my pants. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So then you just wear your comfy clothes all day. Okay. So there's no need to get changed. I wear maternity wear, you know, as long as your body hasn't discreted anything disgusting. (laughs) Um, so We see Mr. Terrific sitting at a bar with a glass of OJ with a straw and just a giant green phone, like the bar phone sitting right in front of him. Like he could not be more desperate. And Rose comes in to see how he's doing. He's still yelling at this point. He's just, he's like, and they fired me and it's all Dorothy's fault and this and that and blah, blah, blah. He's He's shifting into being Donald Trump. This is our most political episode. (laughs) He's yelling. Yeah. Then the next thing you know, he looks up at the TV screen at this diner Mm -hmm. and they're playing his show, which I'm like, this is a diner full of grownups. They would not be watching like PBS. But Dorothy sets it up that, um, that, or no, Rose sets it up, excuse me, that Dorothy wouldn't do that. She's basically trying to defend Dorothy. uh, And then she turns on the show and it's Dorothy on TV. Right. She's on TV. She's taken Mr. Triffick's place. She's she introduced Mrs. herself Teacher. as Mrs. Teacher. Yeah. And, um, you know, she's just, she is trying the best she can. Well, like, and she, she encounters sexual predator number two here. Yes, that's what I was going to get to. So, but before, um, before that, this to me was the most, biz- the most bizarre thing I've probably ever seen on this show. So Mr. Triffick, again, guys, keep in mind. He is wearing a superhero costume and Rose has just come in to see how he's doing and hasn't told any of her crazy St. Olaf stories. Not what? Has not said anything like Geflerkenerken, has not talked about Vikings, none of that. She's been nothing but like caring, normal, rational Rose. They quickly fire out of the diner and a man sitting at the bar goes, who was that nut? And the bartender says... I don't know. Mr. Terrific usually comes in alone, which I understand the funny. I understand the joke that they were trying to get, which is basically like 
they were trying to make the joke like, ha ha, we think when you say who is that nut, we're going to be talking about the grown up man wearing the tight, bright superhero costume and red cowboy boots. But then when he goes, Mr. Terrific usually comes in alone, we go, oh, ha ha ha, he's talking about the other person, which to call Rose a nut when she's literally just come in and said like, She's done nothing to but check normal on him. things. Yeah. She hasn't even done any of her weird roseness, which if she had done one weird rose thing, I would have been like, oh, okay, that's a joke that works. They, rose literally did nothing weird. Yeah. So that, and all, it, that, that was just really, like, jarring. And I also... Think, I think the writers of this episode, we should ask, you know, Mark Sotkin, he wasn't on the show yet, but I think... They were like, fuck it. This is the second to last episode. Oh, sure. They're boning this shit in. Everyone's going to watch anyway. Boom. Right. So now we're back on the show. And this Mm -hmm. is where Kolak, the bear bear baseball glove character. Sexually assaults Dorothy. He does. He exposes himself to her. I forget what she says to make him do it. I just wrote, I wrote here in my notes, Kolak is being a dick to Dorothy. Why yeah. doesn't he get fired? The man exposed himself to Dorothy. Well, is what he's I being read. a dick to Dorothy because he wants Mr. Terrific. He thinks that sure. Dorothy got Mr. Terrific fired. I understand and then that. He, but... he, he, he holds up some finger or whatever, and then like he shows how many, whatever. And then he shows his dick, I presume, to Dorothy. Yeah, and she Dorothy says goes, something. Whoa! She goes, yeah, whoa, Kolak, that's, I don't need to see that, whatever. So he, so he, show, he exposed himself to her. I want um, people to expose themselves <laughs> to me. But here's what I wonder. Was it the puppet, was it the man making the puppet expose himself oh, no. it was his to dick. her? It was his dick. So we're saying that the man because he's when, when they went, off, hand when they went off the air, he just stood up and just like gave her the look and walked away. So it wasn't like, it wasn't like if he, if if the man wouldn't have stood up, we would have just been had to believe that the puppet did it or whatever. But like, well, no, I have to, but I have to wonder. Like, and also, I think when the man stood up, was it the same guy who played the mailman and the cop? I think it might have been. Oh, I don't think so, but maybe. Oh. I thought it might have been. They looked very similar, but no. The the mailman and the cop. They, he was a little more dowdy. This no. This guy was no. This different guy. Different guy. Okay, different guy. Yeah. Um. So then they, the the camera cuts to commercial and um, like a producer comes in. Somebody comes in and says says Mr. Terrific is here at the building. He's about to jump off the ledge. Oh, and this the, is when it gets good. And the producer still makes the show go on. Yeah, because, I mean, you know, that's where the show is, I guess. So Dorothy and Rose, because Rose comes into the thing to tell Dorothy, you know, about Mr. Terrific, and and they run off, you know, and Rose, they're both, like, they're, they're bookending Mr. Terrific. So Mr. Terrific is, like, standing on the wall of the building. On the ledge of the building. ledge of the building. High, high building. And, well, what we presume is high. What we presume and, is a high building. And... Um, and Dorothy and Rose take both windows and just like look up at them basically. And right. They, they kind of, yeah, they're both on either side. Also through this whole scene, Rose calls him honey three or four times. And I didn't like that. Yeah. Well, I didn't like, like she kept calling him honey and I was like, no, 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 he does. He does not deserve. Nobody deserves honey until you meet miles. Like there's no good as no man as good as miles. Maybe she had like momentary Stockholm syndrome. He was so... I never saw him once be nice to her. He was always just talking about himself and his show and being selfish. I just... I was not invested in the relationship. A Pinterest 
of <clears throat> the men that have done the girls wrong. Yeah, yeah, I would, I wouldn't mind that. So we'll just do it on Twitter. So, <laughs> and it, and it, and if if you're watching this episode and you've never seen it, Mister Terrific quickly goes from being suicidal to being plain old like bonkers because yeah. they say like you can't jump, you can't jump. Well, and Mister Terrific, go ahead. No, no. What does he say? Go ahead. And he says, "I'm not going to jump. That would be crazy. I'm going to fly." Yeah. So Rose, Rose gets out on the ledge, and Dorothy's like, "Don't, don't." And she's like, "I majored in psychology. What did she major in? Or she studied?" Oh yeah, she says she majored in psychology back in Saint Olaf or something, or she took a class. I'm like, why don't they just fucking say she was a grief counselor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, she gets on the ledge. <laughs> she gets on the ledge and. You know, she says something, and he's like, yes, I still want to fly. And then she says, well, what if I say, I'll fly with you? Does that still make you want to fly? And uh, and he says, like, yes. yes. <laughs> and it's like, oh, fuck. And now Rose has this look on, like, God, this is where I die. This is where I die. And right. But she's... She oh, and before has that some good even happens, this, this actually made me kind of happy because I hate Mr. Terrific as a character, as a man. Um, Mr. Terrific, because I think Dorothy says, or Rose says something like, You're, you have fans down there, they love you. And Mr. Terrific yells down, he goes, hello fans, it's me, Mr. Terrific. Oh, and yeah. everybody down below starts chanting, jump. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Yeah. And, and Dorothy has, says something about the spirit of St. Louis, or? I don't know, but there's a really funny thing where Dorothy says that, because when, I think when Rose says, um, in, you know, she was studied psychology in St. Olaf. Uh, Dorothy says, oh, well, in St. Olaf, they also think that Freud is a way to cook chicken. Yes. <laughs> that made me laugh really hard. Yeah, no, um, it's good. So, so it gets to the point where, like, Mr. Terrific is going to jump. And I can't believe that Rose would. This is where I think, life. this is where we find that Rose is awesome. Um, in that, Rose is a yes-ander. She is someone that says, you know what, I'm in this situation, and if this is the direction it's going, then I'm going with it. And she did it, and she committed to it, and that I give her props. She got balls. She's got balls. Um, she jumps so in the, we, But then also on the flip side of that, so like, she gets in the arms, and he, he jumps off. He jumps! And, and he Dorothy, jumps. Dorothy's we see like, him Rose. jump. And then he's, he, Dorothy goes, he's... he's Flying, and then he's—they're flying back and forth. Rose's face is all lit up, blah blah blah. And then it's a wide shot, and we see the crane. There's, there's like, like a cable holding him. Yeah. Which that Did they cable? They not see that. That cable. I mean, obviously, that cable did not exist. It did not exist for that entire scene. It just existed for that shot. So I don't know what we're supposed to believe. Yes, of course they would have seen. They were looking at his back. They would have seen that he. Had, and he even says he was like triple strapped in with a harness and a yeah. steel wire cable. So that there's just a huge logic leap there. Yeah. Um, so I, I will say though, the way that he's holding her and that, that big bright look on her face, it is like a really cute, like superhero save, you know, but she wasn't even a damsel in distress. That's the thing is that he didn't save, save her. He, she she, went, she saved save, him. She saved him. She and, saved him because the 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 all of the publicity he ended up getting for that stunt that got him his job back. But if yeah. Rose, if he didn't have a damsel in distress to hold, he just would have been a superhero hanging by a cable. So he didn't save her. Yeah, she saved also, him. Also, 
he totally fucked himself out of ever being able to kill himself in the future because he cried wolf this time. Mm. Maybe. I mean, but don't ever do that, guys. No. Like, don't, 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 like, <laughs> try to get success out of faking Right. That. So yeah. that, that whole scene was so weird. So then <clears throat> we're back at the girl's house and... Mr. Trippick's talking about how he got his job back, and Freddie, the guy who plays Mr. Policeman and Mr. Mailman, is going to come over to celebrate. Yeah. Now, Blanche comes out, and one of her, She's you in know, her beautiful gorgeous. nightgown, black and white nightgown, low cut. She's worn it before. We've seen yeah, it. Yeah, we've it's seen gorgeous. it. It's gorgeous. And she is just beside herself with guilt. She is ready to call the police. She wants to, she just, she can't sleep, she can't eat, she can't do anything. And then the doorbell rings. And I can't live with myself any longer. Yeah, and the the cop he's dressed in the cop uniform. He has this mm-hmm. the cop uniform. Well, he also looks like I mean, he looks like a British cop yeah. from the 70s. Yeah, not even or no, 80s. The 70s, like the the 50s. He yeah, he does there's no way that he's like Miami PD. But <laughs> Definitely the, not. He's so wearing the, wool. Yeah, so the cop from the Mr. Terrific show um, who may we remind everyone is a sexual predator comes in or trans or trans, but probably a sexual predator comes in and Blanche sees the cop. And this, this to me, this made her like just her storyline all worth it. Cause I missed Blanche in this episode, but she comes up to him. She puts, and Dorothy's going like Blanche, Blanche She's trying to stop her, but she's like, no Dorothy. But she says, uh, just slap the handcuffs on me, the beds this way. And she walks into her room and he just kind of shrugs and follows her. And I wanted to like, I wanted all of the women to scream at Blanche. Don't sleep with this man. He's a creep, but they don't. And the episode just ends. Well, but Blanche to her credit, she can handle a creep. Sure. She can handle a creep, but I feel like that this whole episode was just leading up to slap the handcuffs on me, the beds this way. Because that was a such great, a genius moment. That is a great that line. That was very, very funny. I need because to get a headboard. Do you have a headboard? I don't have a headboard, but I have a tapestry on the wall behind the bed. Nah, see, my problem is the bed pushes out, like, from the wall as I sleep. I don't know what the fuck I do in my sleep, but it just oh, weird. It gets away from the wall. I need something to anchor it. Um, anyway, yeah, bad episode, guys. I mean, it's like, it was fine. It, actually, I like, I like when they fly, but, like... <laughs> 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 I like when they fly. I do. It's, it's really fun. I, I mean, like, it's no mixed blessings. You know, we just came off of a power episode with mixed yeah, blessings. That was so. they, they, that should have been the season closer. It really. Oh, that one was so so good that yeah. I feel like everybody just needed a break. Yeah, but um, so my golden takeaway from this episode is that Bernie Sanders should keep in the primary until June seventh. And then he should respectfully bow out and endorse Hillary Clinton and push his supporters to endorse her. That's a good golden takeaway. Thank you. What's your golden takeaway? This has nothing to do with the episode. <laughs> My golden takeaway is... Oh, boy. My golden takeaway is, like... Man, I just got really upset at how... Blanche and or how Rose and Dorothy were treated in this episode. So I'm just going to say if anybody, I mean, I know Dorothy didn't want to do arts and crafts with kids at a day camp, but if you go to work for somebody and they talk to you that way, 
report them and sue the company and try to make like a ton of money or just quit. Yeah. And I don't know. Just quit. Just, like don't put up with it because I just got so angry that yeah. they were talking that way to Dorothy and she never once was like a guy and you know. Yeah. I would totally. have liked to have seen that. It was upsetting. Ugh. Bad episode. But this has been so much fun, Carrie. So yeah, fun. I I miss you. I don't want to do this over for the Skype next anymore. for the next few weeks. We're gonna have to do this, but I and we didn't discuss this beforehand. But I know you'll be on board for this. So, guys, we have um, one more episode in this season, and then we're done for season three. So, yeah. and we've talked about this a little bit, Carrie. But I'm thinking, what if listeners, dear, beautiful, wonderful listeners, if you guys could go to the iTunes store and rate the podcast, of course, and then leave a comment. Leave a comment saying what you love about the Golden Girls, what you love about the podcast. This comment has to come after today's date, which is Tuesday, May 3rd. Um, So the comment has to be dated after today. But leave a comment, and then after this next episode that we have, after we finish off Season 3, we'll have a fan episode where we talk to fans and we'll pick from the people who leave comments on the podcast page. I like that idea. Guys, go to iTunes, rate the podcast, and leave a comment. Please, please, please. These things are important. Um, And you can also go to outonthelanai.com for all kinds of juju fun. Yeah, and you can also go to our Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash Golden Girls Podcast. We're also on Twitter at Golden Girls Pod. We're still on Tumblr as well. Um, I am H. Allen Scott on everything. <laughs> and I am Carrie Doherty. You can follow me um, by just looking up my name. Uh, I don't brand myself properly, but it's Squid Eat Squid on Twitter. Is yes. It squid Eat Squid or Squid Eats Squid? Squid eat squid. Squid eat squid. And then on Instagram, it's... Squidzy. Squidzy. That one I should remember. I don't remember any of these things. That's um, okay. Just, you do well. Because I put in your name and it pops up, so I don't have to remember it. I know. I know. Uh, um, yeah, guys. That's who we are. And definitely, please, we would love to have conversations with you. We'll have these conversations via Skype, and it'll be a fun little sort of like fan episode to, to usher out season three and usher in season four. Yeah, and we'll um, we'll we'll post more information on uh, how we're going to do this fun fan episode. We'll post it on our Facebook page. We'll post it on Tumblr, mm-hmm. um, so you guys can get more information on that. And uh, thank you to Headgum for being a lovely uh, parent network, and to Spreaker who hosts all of our episodes. Most definitely, and guys, keep it in mind in the in June fourth. Uh, at Nerd Melt, I believe it's June 4th. I might be getting that date date wrong. Um, uh, Mike Dennison will be in Los Angeles, and we will be at Nerd Melt with Mike for his launch of his awesome, awesome coloring book, and it's going to be a fun live show. Golden Girls, it's basically Golden Girls Con. Yeah, and you guys know Mike D. He does uh, Be A Day. Um, he was on like the Larry Wilmore show so talking about it. So many places. Yeah, so he's doing his Be A Day uh, coloring book. He had a very successful Kickstarter campaign, and we're so, so excited to be doing a show with him. Um, and, of course, we'll have, uh, once we have more information about the show, we'll put it on Facebook. We'll tweet about it and all that stuff. If you guys are in the Los Angeles area, you should definitely come check it out. We're so, so excited. He's flying all the way out to L.A. to have this uh, this release party. 
yeah. so it's going to be really fun. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. So yeah, guys, and in the next few weeks we're going to be on Skype, so we apologize for not um, being together. <laughs> but we're still loving. We're still loving. Uh, we're still loving. And remember, stay golden. Yeah, stay golden, and don't let people talk to you like assholes. Eat the cake, Anna Mae. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs> <laughs>